Here's something that should scale the hell out of most startups, founders, and makers. In 2020, two-thirds of Google searches ended without a click. So, Rand Fishkin, the founder of SparkToro, of Moss, he recently published a blog post with that title. So here's a quote. From January to December 2020, 64.8% of searches on Google, desktop and mobile combined, ended in the search results without clicking to another web property. The year before, that same number was 50%. So it went up from 50 to almost 65%. And what does this mean? Well, if someone searches for the answer to a question, they will get the answer directly on the Google results page. They won't click on to your website, to another website, to read what you've written. Because Google scan your website and they find the answers to the most common questions and they put those answers directly on the search results page. So let's talk about what you as a founder or maker or startup can do to keep getting customers and traffic even though Google don't want you to. Good morning, guys. Um, I do understand it might not be morning where you are, but here in Sweden, it is morning. And I just sat down with a cup of coffee after walking with my dog Leva for almost two hours in the spring. And it's actually spring here in Sweden. And you might not know it, but when spring comes, Swedes starts to thaw. <laughs> because we do have long, cold and dark winters here in the north and it kind of feels like this winter has been going on for one and a half years doesn't it right because 2020 was a bit different but at least to me it feels like we are seeing the, the summer in the end of the tunnel <laughs> so if we can just hold on hold out a little bit longer I, i'm sure we will all get a beautiful summer and everything that comes with that well but today i would like to talk about how you can build a better future i mean a more successful future even though google is trying to stop you even though google <laughs> doesn't really work with you uh, to get your you customers this is the making market podcast my name is jens lennartson let's do this First of all, let's put what I said in the beginning into perspective. Yes, almost 66%, uh, two-thirds of searches doesn't end in a click. But if you think about that each day, there are 5.6 billion searches on Google. So one-third of that is almost 2 billion searches where people click through click away from google onto other companies web pages so it's not the end of the world but let's try to make the best of it let's give ourselves the best opportunity to grow your company to 
grow your revenue to get more customers so first of all I'm gonna give you three great ways to do this three concrete tactics or tips for how you can keep getting customers high quality customers high quality followers grow your audience even with these cha uh, changes so first let's talk about algorithms because everything online is built on algorithms or all the social media platforms google youtube whatever you can think of they probably have some sort of an algorithm an algorithm is a piece of code or like the hidden little robot robot that will that will decide who will see what you post so let's take twitter for example if you have a thousand followers on twitter and you post a tweet the algorithm will decide how many of these thousand followers that will see your tweet and of course their followers might see it and their followers followers might see it but like let's make it simple so algorithm will decide which of your thousand followers that will see this tweet and far from everyone will far from all of your followers will see your tweet it depends on what they've liked from you before what they shared what other people they are following and what they are tweeting about so if you have a thousand followers and you tweet one tweet maybe a hundred of your followers will see that and if a lot of them happens to retweet it or or comment more will see it but this is the algorithm and the same with facebook same with youtube and it's at least in a similar way with google google will try to foresee what someone who asks a question wants to know so if someone asks a question asks a question on google they will look back and they will see like okay someone asked this question before what did they want what kind of website were they looking for i'm gonna try to give an as good uh, answer to this person so google will decide whether or not your website is the best answer for the question that google is asked and what most of us don't realize is that we put the entire fate of our business in the hands of these companies we don't have control of what they will do tomorrow a few years back facebook changed their algorithm and suddenly the website traffic from facebook for many companies and creators were cut in half overnight so from one day to another 50 percent of the traffic was gone and this happens all the time on all social platforms on google on youtube we have no control what they will do tomorrow because they really don't work for you even if they say so they work for you as long as you give them what they need and most of the time this isn't money so we need to find a way 
where we don't put the future of our companies in the hands of giant money thirsty <laughs> social media platforms or Google or YouTube. I recently listened to a podcast uh, of Alex Lieberman, the CEO of Morning Brew. His podcast is called Founders Journey. He was talking about the definition of strategy. And he quoted the author Hamilton Helmer and his book Seven Powers. And here's how Helmer defines strategy. Strategy is your plan as a leader to maintain power in your market. Power is a company's ability to experience persistent profit in a market. So, at least to me, strategy is my plan to keep growing my business in the long run. And if you build your entire business on the shoulders of social media companies or Google, they decide your fate. So we should use them. We should take advantage of these amazing platforms. I am not telling you that this is something bad per se. But you need to, you can't make them your entire strategy. You need to use them where it fits you. But at the same time, you need to make sure that your company will survive, that you will be able to talk to your audience. So let's dive into the three tips, the three strategies on how you can build a sustainable marketing strategy. And if you've known me for a while, I'm pretty sure you'll know what I would say as number one. <laughs> number one is build a healthy and useful mailing list. For me, the backbone of your marketing ecosystem should be and needs to be a mailing list. And here's the thing, healthy and useful. I'm not talking about healthy and useful to you as a company, even if it will be, but healthy and useful for your audience. And let's talk about how to do that. But first, Imagine this, if someone Googles, let's say, no-code website builder, and you or your startup is providing that, they Google it and they actually click through to your site, even if Google is trying to prevent them to, <laughs> the chance of them actually signing up right there and then is very small. So they might find it, they might read about it, they might even think it's a great idea and they want to try it, but maybe they're on the bus or maybe they are just heading home from work or they are walking the dog or they need to cook dinner. So they think to themselves, oh, I'm going to come back to this later on. But most certainly they won't come back. 99% of the people that does not do anything at the first 
visit on your website won't come back. So what you need to do when someone <laughs> managed to to travel from Google to your website is to capture as many of these visitors as possible and open up a way to communicate with them. And a mailing list is the best way to do that because no one except you and the people on your mailing list can decide who will and who will not receive your emails. It's completely in your hand. There's no algorithm. There's no nothing that will stop people from getting your emails except you writing bad content. And that's why, why I said it should be healthy and useful to for your audience, to your audience and not to you. So if you share things of value to people not yet interested in your product or that haven't yet decided, you'll be able to talk to them for a long time. So the idea with a mailing list is not to sign up to get uh, a great discount or to know when you have new updates. A healthy mailing list is something that is useful to your audience, your target audience, for a long time. Even if they can't or they won't sign up or buy from you in a year, they should enjoy what's in your emails. So this could be a weekly curated email about the business you are in. The goal is to give value every time they open it. And that is not... You don't do that by sending offers to try a demo or to sign up for a subscription. You need to create and maintain a mailing list where you send out awesome content. Things that will make people go, wow, every time they open your email. So as long as you give value, people will stick around. So the number one thing you should do if you want to grow a sustainable business is to build and sustain a mailing list. Let's go on to the second tip. The second way to grow a healthy marketing strategy is to grow a community. And it doesn't matter if it is a Twitter chat group, Slack, Circle, Telegram, or whatever you want to do. What you want is a small, relatively small, and tight group of people interested in the same thing and eager to discuss it and share knowledge. Because most companies think of marketing as something that needs to be done. I have to tweet five times today. I have to create two blog posts a week. I have to put out my weekly YouTube video. As long as I put out content, it'll all be good. But here's the thing. Marketing today is a two-way street. You can't just be putting out content. You can't just be churning out tweets and Facebook posts and YouTube videos. You need to listen to what, what comes back. You need to start a discussion because when someone feels like you as a company, you as a maker, you're listening to them, 
they will start to trust you. And when someone is trusting you, they'll happily buy stuff from you if it fits them, if it seems valuable to them. But that won't happen if they don't trust you. And if you have a one-to-one -one way of communicating with people, and if you are putting together a group of people interested in the same thing, they will get this huge amount of value every day. So if you can grow, if you can start a community of like-minded people interested in the same narrow niche, you'll basically have an army. You have an uh, army of hardcore fans in your niche and you'll be able to build and grow the connection with them. So if you do this in the right way, and that means giving loads and loads of value, they will become your, become your ambassadors. And when they do, they will talk to others about you. They will share what you share. They will help you reach new audiences, or I mean reach more people in your audience and they will help you find new customers. So if Twitter changes its algorithm, you'll still have a small army that could help you spread your word. So the most thing, the most important thing to remember when it comes to building communities is to start small and start slow. It might sound like a good idea to invite your entire 5,000 subscriber email list to your community. And you might get a lot of people signing up, a lot of people joining in. You might get 500 people. But most of them will only be ghosts. They will lurk around for a few days. They won't say anything. They won't share anything. They won't add anything. And then they will just start sho stop showing up. So what you want is a small group of people, maybe 10, 20 people, that are extremely involved. And you want to start with them, start a conversation, get to know these people. And after a while, only then, you can ask them to invite a friend. And then you will start to grow your community organically. This is really, really important. If you add 200 people and no one is talking, everyone will just come to an empty desert. Nothing happens. But if you have 10 people talking a lot, discussing, sharing, they will start to get to know each other. And they will feel... Like this is something interesting. And then you can ask them to invite a friend and a little further down the road, they can invite another friend and so on and so on. So start slow, start small and let your community grow organically. And all the platforms I mentioned, Slack, Telegram, Twitter, I mean, they all have the same risks as Facebook and Google, they can change 
or they can even disappear. So whatever you choose, <laughs> make sure you have the email from everyone in your community. Number three, focus on long format content. So here's the thing. The answers that show up on the search results page on Google, they are short form answers. They are answers like what's five plus five or what's the name of the current US president. Some answers can't be <laughs> answered on the search results page on Google because they are too complex. So if you focus on sharing knowledge in a long format, that means a blog post with a thousand words or uh, a video on a 20 minute video, it's impossible for Google to take that answer and, and cram it into the results page. So people has to go to your website and read through it. But the thing is, you, can, you, you can't just write a thousand words of low value. It still needs to be jam-packed of value. But whatever niche you are in, whatever audience you are trying to reach, you can teach them a lot about the business you are in, uh, in a long format blog post or a long format video. So what you should do is find the topics that your audience is interested in and really teach them everything about that specific topic. The best way to do this is to choose your, your topic, your niche, if it is uh, greenhouse vegetables or, or email marketing or downhill cycling, and you dissect this topic and divide it into smaller subtopics. And for each of these subtopics, you write a big, valuable, jam-packed blog post, or you create a video, or you make a podcast episode, and you publish that. And that will start to grow and that will start to catch the attention of more and more people as your marketing ecosystem grows. So pick your niche, pick your topic, divide that topic into subtopics and write as much or share as much as you can about each of these subtopics. I want to end with saying one thing about video long format video. You've probably seen that when you Google something, you'll see a few YouTube videos popping up at the top of the search results page. So YouTube is owned by Google and YouTube is also the second largest search engine in the world after Google. And when Google finds interesting answers in a video or in the title or description of a video, they will try to show you that uh, on the results page. So you have a 
great chance of being seen if you create videos on specific topics that a lot of people are searching for. So creating long form content, creating long form video content will help you gain a lot of traffic. And another good thing about long form content is that you build a lot of trust. It's not a short answer that you shoot out. You show people that you actually know what you're talking about. You know a lot about this specific topic and they get a lot of value from it. And as I said before, when they get value, they start to trust you. And when they trust you, they are more eager to buy something from you. There you go. That's my three tips on how to build a sustainable future for your business. First, build a healthy and useful mailing list. Number two, grow a community, a community of hardcore fans. And three, focus on long format content. That means blog posts, that means videos and so on. Really hope you enjoyed this. Let me know what you think. My name is Jens Lennartsson. This is the Make and Market podcast. And I hope we'll meet again in the next episode. Have a great spring day and see you soon.